What's up, guys? You're listening to the Colorado Cars and Coffee podcast with me, John, Steve, and Terry. Here's hey. a look at our upcoming events. Oh, yeah, we have to do that. Oh, look at that. It's uh, it's you doing the first one. Then. Yeah. It's, it's, at least I don't have to do anything. Great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so on Saturday, January 9th at 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., there's a actual Cars and Coffee in Old Colorado City, which is at 2409 West Chikaris Dry uh, Street, sorry, College Springs, Colorado, at Greg Gearhead. Okay, and I've been to that CNC before, so yeah, go check that out. Uh, I think we're getting some snow this Saturday too, so be careful. Oh, yeah. Snow Sunday, uh, January 10th, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. There's a Cars and Coffee in Loveland, and that's at 360 South Lincoln Avenue up in Loveland. So if you can, go check that out. We only have two events, so Terry, you don't get one. I don't get an event, so I'll just make up my own event. Uh, there will be an event of me eating pizza sometime on Friday. <laughs> no, I was just joking. <laughs> Everybody bring your Q-tips. We'll, uh, we'll jab uh, Terry's nose. Jeez. Rapid yeah. COVID test. Ah, giggle nose. Case you're yeah. curious. That's great. All right. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Oh my, this is a goofy podcast, kids. So enjoy <clears throat> that's unfolding yeah. for you guys. We are we are very serious around here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. uh, so speaking of COVID, um, the Ford Bronco is delayed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so actually it's it's the Sasquatch off-road package of the manual transmission, is what they're saying will not arrive into 2022. The one that people want. The one that people want. <laughs> How, it is the exact one that people want. So because of it, it's basically saying COVID virus related supplier issues. All right. Makes sense. Oh, welcome, Matt. Hey, Matt. Matt. It's Matt. I was, uh, I was walking the dog so that he wouldn't be crazy during this. My last check. <laughs> Look at that. It's Matt, everybody. Hi, but Matt. It- Hi. That's cool that Ford is actually saying, yes, now we will provide the Sasquatch. We will provide the manual transmission. So everybody said they wanted it. So that, that should yeah. be a super popular choice. You'll just have to wait for it. Mm. That's, They're providing that's, manual on the, that's not bad. On the yes. So, yes, they are. I mean, it, it is delayed the 2022 because of COVID you know, uh, supply issues. So they really are not saying what suppliers are experiencing COVID-related issues. Which, okay, I don't think we need to know. And originally, orders were set to open on December 7th, you know, for this. Now it's mid-January. But you can still configure your two- or four-door Bronco on Ford's website configurator. However, reservation holders uh, will have until March 19th to finalize their build and deal selection, agree the price, place their order, etc., etc. But previously, that deadline was like January 31st. So if anybody was actually thinking about doing this, that's good information to have that you now it's like extended out, etc. And then you'll get that agree to, you know, agree to a price with, you know, Marco, cause you know, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then, but the Sasquatch manual transition will now move to 2022 model year. And in case you, everybody wants a little reminder, the Sasquatch package includes the 35 inch tires, uh, electronic transfer case, front and rear locking axles, uh, 1.2 yeah, inch lift. Of good stuff. Yeah. Lots of great stuff. Nice tires. Yeah. They have duty Bilstein stocks. So it's got, 
you know, but according to Ford, this delay will not, ex- you know, affect the smaller crossbreds Bronco Sport, which is which should be a dealership. It's pretty much now. So, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if anybody actually ordered one on the page. If they have, if they're listening, you know, etc. You know, so in kind of, you know, see, you know, if you know you are getting a, you know, a Sasquatch, like if you're bummed by this or you're like, hey, it's cool. I just have it in 2022. You know, I mean, I'm actually just happy they are doing a manual in the Sasquatch pack, which everyone wanted. So that's a good thing, too. Like Ford is kind of listening to a point unless it's a Focus RS with like a head gasket issue because Ford says, screw you. We just don't care. Yeah. Exactly. Well, they they fixed that too, you know. So, uh, Matt Jordan asks, "What are you drinking?" Yeah, Matt, what are you drinking, Matt? <laughs> Fat tire. <laughs> Nothing fancy, but it's local, kind of. Kind of, like, kind of. I may have to drop off for a second. I think I'm having some audio issues. Okay, yeah, just drop off and come back. You know, we're not professional in any shape or form. You know that. Yep. We'll watch for you. Yeah. Oh, there goes the Coke Zero, everybody. Coke Zero. Coke Zero. Yep. Runs right through you. So, Eddie, um, yeah. So, have you other had any comments or concerns on the wonderful Sasquatch? (laughs) None of you. It's like I'm holding a WebEx meeting about open enrollment. You guys are killing me. <laughs> That's so great. So who, who's all, all with this tonight? Go ahead and say hello and tell us what you're up to. What, what do you got going on? What do you got going on today? We see Jordan and Allie yep. talking on there. Many things. Gary, you can go see Allie. Because she works for a dentist. Yes, I know. Actually, talking about, I I do have to get my uh, <laughs> yearly. Well, not even. I go in regularly to the dentist because kids smoke and ruins your teeth, destroys them. It does it does? But damn, Mulberry Reds were so tasty. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, let's roll down the road a little bit. All right. <laughs> Next, we were talking about um, thoughts on the new glass cockpit interiors on newer cars, most notably um, the Ford uh, Fusion wagon that got leaked. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was pretty nice. They went instead of that kind of like Tesla kind of screen, uh, kind of like the Mustang Mach-E. They kind of went through the whole, you know, from driver's side all the way to the passenger, just, you know, straight screen, which is really nice. Yeah. Also, Mercedes asks because they're they're doing that, and then you have the Audi dashboard now. You know, has been for a while, which is just you know you know the screen, etc. So, I mean, I I like it. I mean, you know, modern technology. I mean, you're just moving down down the line. You know, a lot of it is touchscreen, etc., and it, it's a lot more information that's going to be provided to you. Right. You know, on the counter side of that, then is it a lot more information that's going to be distracting you? But I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, even, I don't even want to think about how it's going to be the, when you want to switch it's out it. a new deck or something. You're just going to have to get a new car, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, also, like, you know, the cost. I mean, 
think of it on the flip side. If you buy a brand new car warranty, everything's going to be covered. When these things hit the used market down the road and these things start crapping out, you know, there's a slight difference between the, you know, the traditional gauges that I have on, you know, the Beamer where I can just go and buy a junked, you know, um, dash dials and everything for an E46 and just get it in there and get it put in right and, and get, get the tamper dot t- taken care of by, you know, you know, the dealer. So what are we looking at down the road to like the aftermarket or like buying replacements for these things? Because I mean, it's got to run expensive. It has to be. So I wonder how that's going to come down the road for people use when it breaks or are they just going to ignore it? Because I mean, if this thing breaks, you really don't know how fast you're going. I mean, you know, or any of that, I mean, you're losing a lot of information. You know, the difference is if, if you lose your fuel gauge on a traditional dial, then you go, well, I lost my fuel gauge and I can like cal- calculate mileage, you know, but if you, this thing craps out, it craps out, it's done. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, we, uh, we've talked about glass screens before with uh, EV, the Mach-E, with its in the Tesla with its right. their glass screen. Uh, so we're showing, I'm sharing a screenshot of the uh, article in question. So you can take a look at that uh, dashboard. Uh, another one with the glass cockpit was the Honda Electric E. Yep. You guys heard of that? I have heard of it. I didn't see the cockpit, but yeah. And oh, Mercedes, yeah, that's actually, you know what? I, I actually know that guy. He looks familiar. Mercedes has a glass cockpit now as well, you know, so it's definitely moving that way. And I will back up what John said. It's, it's better than the massive iPad in a Tesla. Uh, I'm yeah. Kind of, we're integrated. Uh, yeah. With the Ford one. Yeah. And also that, that Honda. Yeah. And if, if you actually pull up for uh Mercedes, if you just look up at like, like a Benz, like just, just like, you know, the, the five, the 500, because it's, it's, it's going to be in there. Mercedes Benz, baby. Which game? Just like do an interior shot. If you can find one. <laughs> yeah, you got to do like new. Yeah, do it. Hit that. Yeah. Uh, while, you're, while you're looking, uh, Jordan, ask, um, do you all like the portrait screens like in the Tesla model and Maki, Or do you like the landscape? landscape screens i like landscape jordan yeah i i prefer landscape i believe yeah um i kind of like the information in front of my eyes yeah i i do you know i like it right there in in front of me i kind of don't want to look down you know well you know like moving my head to look down to look at that portrait you know screening you know i like the landscape in front of me right where i can just glance down but I, i'm gonna be honest i've never driven a tesla and i've never you know really felt what that is like to drive a tesla with that portrait screen to really be a fair comparison but personally i like landscape uh when i was sitting in the maki the mustang maki at uh, at the dealer the other week it, it felt really intrusive i, I don't know i it was his vertical orientation uh, portrait orientation and i just it felt like it was too high above the above the dash maybe it was just an inch but it just just felt like it stuck out just, I, was, I was not a fan yeah what do you think john um i know i'm i'm kind of basing it upon more as when i use my cell phone i mean 
typically when I go landscape mode, I'm looking at a movie or YouTube or something. But when I'm want to look at information, you know, I usually like more of the um, portrait mode. I'm not really sure. I guess I would have to kind of see it, you know, in the car, maybe drive with it. <clears throat> I think that's probably what all of us need to do is actually drive one of these cars with the yes. monster screens. And maybe so who, who has a nice Model S? Yes. Who has a Model S that we can check out? And does anybody buy a new Mach-E that we can come check out? Because we would Danny, love to do that. Danny, we would Danny's, love got model, Danny's got a Model 3, right? Da Danny has a Model 3, but it would be nice to get like a Model S, a Mach-E if anybody's got one, and you know, we'll, we'll do some filming and stuff. Maybe someone wants to offer that up and kind of talk about their experiences with it. Maybe we'll do a little sideshow on that and, you know, right. post it up on YouTube on our, on, on our channels. So if anybody has something like that, we're more than happy to talk to you about that. Cause I would love to be able to get my hands on an S and go and see what that's like. And, and a Mach-E to kind of make a real determination. Nope. And that's, and uh, Jordan is basically agrees with that and i think samaki uh looks a bit awkward they love the physical dial you know uh i've been onto it and screens have physical parts attached to them yep like the lexus yeah actually the the lexus in the gauge that me around yeah i like that too i, I agree jordan having that little yeah. dial on the uh the screen uh was nice on, on yeah. the Mach-E. It, it stood out easy to change volume so that they did they did that right that that part right yeah definitely so you know, I mean, this this was coming. I mean, I know Mer Mercedes had, you know, they're they're going to glass cockpits for a while. You know, they they were doing it. We know Audi, you know, did that. I don't know what year Audi was doing it on their, you know, incorporated, you know, dash that had everything in there and they, you know all all the radio dial controls and everything moved away. So they had that clean dashboard. You know, so it, it's definitely there. It's definitely moving on. You know, I like it. I have no, I'm not a technology like phobe and go, Oh, new technology, scary. Must have locked myself in the house. And you know, I, that that's the way progress is. Progress is well, that's why it's called progress, you know? So, but on the flip side, I'm just curious 10 years down the road when people buy these cars used and no warranty, <laughs> I wonder how much fun that will be. Let's find out. So I think I'm going to go find myself a Mercedes that has one of those that, and I'm just going to own it into it just sucks all my money. Oh, wait, I have another German car that sucks all my money away. So we're not going to do that. So we're, we're good. Any other closing on that one? How do we feel? Anybody um, else out there want to comment on our, our, uh, on, on the page that's listening? Uh, okay. And that's a no. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Okay. All right. Moving on. Um, so got some little fortunate news that the um, there's going to be no more uh, GT350, but the Ford is going to do a heritage um, edition for it. Um, yeah. How do you feel about that, Steve? Because you um, owned one. Um, yeah. I'm sad that they're that they're going away. I mean, it's such a great car. I don't know if the the Shelby GT or the 
What are the other additions? What we talked about last week, the Mustang Mach was there or something. Yeah, else? yeah, 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 yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why this 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 uh topic came up because uh the Mustang Mach one had the uh track the uh perform the track package, whatever they wanted to call it back then. Another reason for the terrible naming convention that they did for their electric Mustang Mach E. Yeah. So much so much confusion. Uh but no, I think it's sad it's coming to an end that um that get they're getting rid of the voodoo, which was was a special 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 engine with that flat plane crank, five point two liter, five hundred twenty plus horses, um, all kinds of torque. So, yeah, it's, it's sad. It's sad it's going away. Yeah. What about you, Terry? So me, honestly, yeah, it is. It is sad. I mean, it. To me, I think they should still build it. That voodoo engine is amazing. You know, I really think they should have kept on, you know, going with this, even put that voodoo in different le levels, you know, maybe not just a GT350, you know, maybe like like a higher end straight GT where you could get that voodoo engine that was slightly detuned, whatever you want to look at, you know. So, yeah, it is sad, you know, to, to see it go because I think, you know, Ford really, really hit it off here. They actually built not just a powerhouse, you know, it wasn't just this straight line muscle. It, it it handled and handled really well right. that you know i mean i drove steve's and it really handled well it was it wasn't just this this big heavy pig going into a corner you know and it had great power great sound and it was very um domestic it, it was very tame when you were just city driving if you weren't doing anything with it there was no no weirdness to it it just it just hummed along doing its thing but when it when you wanted it to wake up it woke up and I think the best thing about it that I loved was that it was, it was a tame car to drive. You can in theory, just drive this thing every single day, you know? So yeah, I'm sad that, that it's gone. I mean, they have the GT 500, you know, which is a completely different animal, no more voodoo. Some of that voodoo parts, you know, not the flat plane, but like the intake, et cetera, are on the, on the Mach one. If you get that, um, I think it was like performance package on there, you know, for like $3,500, you get that. But the heritage package is, is kind of interesting. It uses the, the Wimbledon white and it has, you know, racing stripes, you know, in the guardsman blue, you know, front real actual badges and come in, you know, the guardsman blue unique dash badge, you know, it's available for both the GT 350 and GT 350 R it's about, two thousand dollars to add you know so if, if you're curious those colors the reason why they chose those is a slight you know not to basically carol shelby's 65 race car that ken miles raced the victory in february 65 at the, the green valley raceway in texas so cj has a question about uh the engine uh did it require extensive new engineering or is it simply a mod of the coyote uh, i don't think it was a mod of the coyote coyote engine that because they put that flat plane crank in. Um, there was a lot of additional uh, NVH or noise, vibration, harshness with the Voodoo. So they had to put a lot of damping in for that to, to counterbalance the the, uh, the NVH. So I think it was quite the, there was quite extensive engineering for that, that engine. Yeah. Oh, and I do see a Matt. Hey, Matt. Next, Matt. Back. I have audio. So I'm guessing Windows update screwed up. No, it day. happens. So. <laughs> so how how do you feel about saying goodbye to the GT350? 
I'm not a huge Mustang person. So we're not going to talk to Matt anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate what they are and just, I don't hate on them. Uh, I, just, I had to do that, Matt. So. I know, I know. Keep going, keep going. But no, um, yeah, I think it, I think it kind of leaves a, leaves a gap in, in their performance side of things. Like you said, it's a, it's a different beast from the 500. Yeah. It's more drivable. Yeah. I completely agree with I, that. I think it seems like a lot of car companies are going kind of down a different road, going through that electric road and what that's going to bring for performance. We're not entirely sure, but it seems like they're kind of leaning more towards that now. They're not going to fully admit it, but it seems like that's what they're kind of leaning towards. I, I, I agree, John. Plus, um, we see all the a lot of the high-performance cars going towards turbo or some kind of forced induction, getting yeah. away from naturally aspirated like this uh, Voodoo was. So I think that's another direction that they're, you know, just moving along down the line of either it's uh, forced induction or it's more electric. So, yeah. Right. I think another thing, um, you know, to the point of it being a much more drivable car than the 500, it's a, it's very much an enthusiast car. And unfortunately, Enthusiasts make up a very small portion of the market. So, yes, we that's right. Shaft. We kind of get the shaft in, in some way. Yeah, the enthusiasts oftentimes don't buy them new either. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Which, which hurts sales. And then that's, uh-huh. you know, bean counters go, hey, it's not selling. Move along. Right. Yeah. So sometimes it just makes you, you think that, and this is probably an unreal ex- expectation, but to at least have some form of that voodoo engine available to, as an upgrade on, you know, what they do sell a lot of, which is just the straight GTs, mm-hmm. you know, like, would that be a focus for Ford to say, okay, well, you know what? We, we did the GT 350. It's a wonderful thing. It handled great track package on there. Everything's good. Okay. Bean counter said nobody buys it, but you know, what happens if we do a $7,000 upgrade option on the regular GT and stick that voodoo in there? I mean, I don't work for Ford. Am I, I, I don't have a degree in, you know, e- economics. I, I have a degree in other useless crap, you know? So I'm just wondering, you know, as a car enthusiast or, or not even that it's like, is that somewhat, you know, the path forward, Sometimes when they do these specialized cars to say, okay, let's keep the heart of that car. Cause honestly, the heart of that car was, was that engine. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, think, yeah, I think that's a, that's an interesting point. Cause all the, all the grunt work is already there. That engine is already engineered to fit in that car. Yeah. It's a, a matter of exactly. <laughs> My wireless mouse just died. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> all right. Hold on. I got to stick it on the charger. So I won't be able to click in and out of the screens, FYI. Just just so we know. Oh, wait. Actually, no. I could probably do it with the keyboard. Let me just make sure it's going to let me have in and out of crap. Of course, it's not going to. So that's that's completely useless. No no biggie. Anyway, so um, yeah. So I'm just wondering if that would be something. So... Um, next thing we were talking about was um, the world's biggest car wash. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I put that one on there. I just 
came across, we were looking for things to talk about, and I watched the whole episode. Unfortunately, it was set in Germany. Um, just amazing stats on what they go through as far as water and salt and uh, chemicals and stuff they use in a day. But the, the very first thing that I saw is they use brushes. So uh, actually, I will share the yeah, share it to, to in the chat or in actually share in, it, baby. In Facebook, and you guys can see what we're talking about, so you can follow along. That'd probably help. No, make them guess. It's fun. Everybody guess. Right there in the uh, in the, uh, the live stream. Great. Because when when I saw it, it, it has those big old school spinny brushes that you can debone a chicken in 32 seconds. <laughs> so see, wait. Look at them go. Look at that. Efficiency. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. Is that a big conveyor belt? Yeah. Uh, yes, it is a conveyor belt. Yeah, there we go. We have this guy do that, and he drives it on here. There's this guy. He does things. He says, hi, how you doing? <laughs> and there we go. Now we're destroying your car. <laughs> now we're in the, the hall of horrors as you go through now. If, 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 if you listen closely, you can hear your car cry. <laughs> Why? Yes. Why? Why? This is not our sponsor, Autowash, who does <laughs> do not have brushes so yeah this is definitely not auto wash i mean i'm surprised they use the old school brushes like that so i watched the whole thing and i, I watched three or four porsches go through as well so they just don't care i guess i don't know that's painful it was yeah Ooh, let's go uh, bmw aldi's bmw's aldi's Spraying. I want to see different cars on the BMWs and Audis. Oh, hey, look, there's a surprise. What, what, there we go. Ah, Volkswagen. There's your, there's your B-dub. There better be a Skoda somewhere in here, okay? There's your Porsche. Porsche. Porsche right there. I, I want to see a Skoda wagon. Because I already know they're all over the place there. Trust me. Come on, Skoda. Oh, me Volkswagen. Oh, wait, no, actually, I do believe that was a... Oh, Ooh, brush look brush yeah. oh. <laughs> oh. The, the insult Ow. the insult Ow. come on Skoda look at that so do we even know what those brushes are made out of like is it is it chicken bone or um, <laughs> they said it's, it's mostly microfiber oh then okay yeah, microfiber that's holding on to all the dirt of the cars in front. It's of fine. It's good. Exactly. It's good. And and they talk about that. They say, "Hey, okay, we got we got to inspect the the brushes and okay, we got to clean, clean this one. Put this one in the washing machine. Put it back on. Spaghetti. Mm -hmm. I I actually do take a lot of spaghetti and and use that to to wash my car. Come on, Skoda. Come on, baby. 
Like there's no Skoda. This is ridiculous at this point. <laughs> um, oh, yep. Yeah, and now we look for scratches. <laughs> this, this is a different place. Uh, like no, more personalized. Like, this is like Riley at Shiny uh, Solutions doing his thing. Oh, so is this hand wash? So this do they have the hand washing option? Place, oh, it's a different place. Okay. They were kind of comparing, comparing oh. them. All right, so they're saying, hey, this is the right way to do it. And then if you want to be industrialized, here's the other way to do it. Cool. There he goes. He's uh, spraying some COVID right there. Wipe that car down. Oh, wow. They're even cleaning the door jams. Ooh. Look at There you go. That is something that I, as a car owner, often neglect mostly because I forget about it. Yeah, that's true. This little machine is called the tornado. So Does air? Suck? Uh, no, a little bit of water. Oh. Oh. Come on, Skoda. I am hoping for a Skoda so badly here. I'm going to be denied my Skoda. Oh, there's there's the... Uh, So do, do they do a comparison about how many cars hand washing guy does compared to? Yeah, I mean it's like five hundred, and the other guy does one. I mean that's 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 right. Yeah. Forty euros, twenty-eight euros, forty euros. Uh, they can do an oil change in fifteen minutes. They charge a hundred euros. Hundred euros? That's not bad. And they're putting in olive oil. Very good. <laughs> Um, I don't know German, but that basically says no. And that <laughs> says oil. They show the owner the dipstick. Here's your dipstick, dude. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that was a dipstick. I had no idea. I'm so happy I came in here and I got a dipstick. Or have a dipstick. Most of them don't anymore. After, after this, I'm getting some schnitzel and some beer. <laughs> so, uh, so here he's checking the chemicals. Oh, backflap. Excellent. <laughs> Germans make good math. Trust me. Coffee. This, this dude had a Z4. I was like, oh, check it out. Like, yeah, Z4. Uh, he's all like, yep, I, I have a Z4. I remember somebody has a Z4. Then it committed suicide. It did. That, that poor car. What are they making? Strudel? Oh, my God. You got to go back. They were making strudel. Uh, heat wrap. Uh, what the? So, no Skoda. Another Porsche. Another Porsche. Yep. Yeah, cringe. Just think those brushes going over it. Oh, man. <laughs> no I don't Skoda. Even take my car through those car washes. So I would mm -hmm. never take a Porsche through there. Oh, more Mac Lab action. <laughs> That's White. great. Look at that. Uh, Jordan, yeah. we have not discussed James May new show yet. No, a lot of these guys have a lot of new shows. They got cooking shows and James May in Japan. What's what's the latest one? That's a uh, that's a lot of math. This is the water softening system. Five hundred sure. kilograms Whatever. of that salt every week. Jeez. Wow, no Skoda. Do you feel <gasps> Wait, 
Wait, no Mercedes. God, mm. come on. <laughs> go over there. You go over there. Wow, this thing is huge. It, oh, it's it's massive. Yep, oh, I'm gonna shred my floor mat. <laughs> Dead Wizard. Dead Wizard is one of our sponsors, or it's if so, if you live in Stuttgart and the surrounding outskirts <laughs> in the uh <laughs> the Black Forest, <laughs> go see Dead Wizard. Comes highly recommended by my sister that lives in the Black Forest. And she does. I'm not making that up. My sister's lived in Germany for like 30 years. Oh, look. This is where we lock up all the bad cars <laughs> that didn't get scratched by the brushes. Yeah, wash everything. The car wash. Oh, is it? Yeah, they're the Were they cleaning the wall? Yes. Yes. That's something you would never Well, you saw those brushes. Those brushes are flinging that stuff oh, all yeah. over the place. Yeah. yeah, most of the car washes I've been through around here are, uh, well, you know, there's they're... all kinds of dirt and stuff all flung up on the walls. These are Germans. Right. There's okay, this is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, it is my. Yeah, look at that. Huh. That yeah. thing just beats the crap out. Okay. I wonder how many snuffleupaguses were killed to make those things. <laughs> and this is my pasta. Look at that. That's good pasta. That's so it is a cooking show, Jordan. All right. I, I figured I had a good chance. You did have a good chance. I do believe this might be enough of a charge. And that's about it. Yeah, that's enough of a charge. Stupid gaming mouse. Damn it. Well, that that was interesting. I mean, I wasn't going to yeah. suffer through 40 minutes of it. If you got the time, put put, put it on in the background and watch it. It's actually kind of cool. But yeah. Yeah. So that is very, very interesting. Yeah, so, so, yeah. Car care. Uh, we're on to our sponsor, Terry. Yes, actually. Oh, and let's, let's go to the... Uh, yeah, that's the peanut gallery. And yes, and that's they'd like us to talk about. Uh, Jordan did ask us if anyone had seen James May new show called Oh Cook. Um, no. I've, I've not seen it. Um, I have not seen it. I haven't seen it. Have no. you seen it, Jordan? And if so, tell us really quickly what, what do you think and what's a good reason for people to go check it out? And do they cook spam? I swear they better cook spam. Deep fried spam with chips. Please say there, they do that. One thing that I took away from my uh, trip to Hawaii last year. Is spam is fantastic. Spam. Yeah. yeah, of course they do. I didn't know spam came in so many different flavors. Really? You should go to the supermarket. They got bacon spam. They got jalapeno spam. Yeah. Yes. They had a whole aisle for canned meats. It was like on the sign. The canned meat aisle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was spam, Vienna sausages, all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, so teriyaki, jalapeno, cheddar. Yep. So what's what's incredible about the show, Jordan? Just so to, to get some people to watch it. And find out if, if they cook spam. Hey kids, I grew up in in England. In case anybody didn't know in this who's ever listening, I grew up in England. I moved to England when I was three years old and I left basically when I was like going on sixteen. I lived in the north of England, Manchester. 
Yes! That you spam in episode one. Okay, I'm definitely watching that. Thank you, Jordan. So, I have a deep appreciation for deep fried spam in batter with chips. It's a wonderful thing. And every time I go back to England, I actually get that. It's absolutely deadly for you. Okay, so that's really interesting. So the the interlace, like how the show is made within the show, that's really cool. Okay, I think I will check that out. So again, the name of the show, Jordan, because the comments kind of drop down. We can't we can't see them. I think you said earlier it was called O Cook. O Cook. Okay, great. Nice. Good. So we're going to hold off on the sponsor. We're going to do some ad libbing real, real quick because. Uh, well, I did see that post this week about the RS6 and the yes. $30,000 ADM. Do we want to talk about that real quick? Yes, that was quite, they got some interesting uh, comments on that. If you yes. guys want to bring up that post. Go right um, ahead. While you're Go. doing that, I'll bring up the calendars that we have. You guys can check out. So we got some pretty cool calendars. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to order those, um, we have the link in our announcements for that calendar, but I got, I got like four or five of them. Then I want to send one to mom and uh, send one some to friends, take one to work and, and whatnot. So work. When I work, I work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to grab something to drink, but yes, we should talk about the markup on RS six. I know Steve brought that one up. So if you want to lead off on that or Matt, cause Matt loves dealer markup. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hang on. I can't find the post. When was it posted? Uh, let me see. Should be should be too hard to find. Try to search it and it didn't come up. Oh, I'm on. Whoops, I'm on the cars and coffee page, not the group. Yep, it's on the group. That would be why. I will post it in the um, live stream. And there it is. There we go. I got it. So, yeah, this guy out in California, I believe it's California, he orders an RS6. Uh, dealer says it arrives. He, he goes down there, finds out that they want $30,000 over what he agreed to. Now, we don't know if he had a written purchase agreement for this. Um, a lot of us are thinking that he did not. And he just had a, if you want to get in line, put a deposit down and we'll get you in line for one. That's kind of what we're thinking may have happened. Um, but in the end, I think we all agree that most, most dealers suck anyway. Oh, yeah. In any ways, shapes, and forms. $30,000 is a lot to not disclose. <laughs> Even if there's no written agreement, that's that's a lot to just drop on somebody when they come in. That's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Corey down in Audi off Colorado Springs, he says they 
uh, they decided to go 5k over sticker uh, for us RS six avants and um, uh, but the first guy who got in his order was a, agreed to MSRP and they gave it to him for that uh, but subsequent ones were had 5k ADM I mean I I get the dealer markup when they're a little bit of dealer markup like the five grand when there's there's a lot of demand for it it's a sure you know it's a hot car right now but yeah 30. 30k is ridiculous. So what's what is the MSRP on? on I think they're well. I think they're close to 100k, aren't they? That's what I thought. It was like 90 something. So yeah, I think by the time you're done getting all the options, they're 100 and 110. What probably 120, 130, I would think. Well, yeah, this is one. Can someone can someone pipe in for the uh, the MSRP on the RS6 Avant? <clears throat> But yeah, just a lot of back and forth. You know, hey, you should expect this. This is nothing new, and that's that's true. Dealers are going to do that. They're going to mm-hmm. they're going to sell to the highest bidder. Oftentimes, sure. um, and my thought was just in today's social media environment, is, is there any kind of permanency of okay? Everybody's put this dealer on blast right now. Uh, I think they're called Audi Marin in uh, California. It's but, Marin County, so yes. Yeah, will anybody remember this in a week? Or not? I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Well, yeah. I mean, it is. It is hard to say, but I'm just gonna go. Let me just get the base by not building one. Hundred and ten. Yeah. Yeah. Option optioned out. Then you're talking. Yeah, option out. I mean, you know, whilst 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 we're talking, you know, I can option out whilst we're talking. So, my whole thing about dealer market is, I get it. You know, cars are expensive. You know, these things are very, you know, in demand. It's a hot product. They know they can move them, etc. Yep. Very super hot. Yeah. You know, but first time the RS6 Avant came. Back to the U.S., right? Right. First, the so, first RS6 in the U.S. Well, I went through the first, very first yeah, one. You know, but my whole thing is very simply this: like, I get it, but 30k or 40k or 15k or 20k is is horse. Yeah. It's horse. 25 over 25 percent of the MSRP yeah. on markup. That's ridiculous. So to me, that's just BS. That's that's just knowing that people want these things and then charging. But on the flip side, most cars that are 109, 110 plus, you know, I'm not going out there buying this. Okay. Uh, when the when the Shelby GT 350s came out, everyone was paying. Well, I would not every most people were paying ADM. You, you could top five to ten thousand uh, dollars. My my previous owner, when I the guy I bought it off of, he paid, I think, sixty five for the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the MSRP was sixty. I think he probably paid five over. Or so, yeah. So you know, I mean, to me, that's the whole thing. So I mean, it just makes you wonder that sometimes they get away with this for the simple reason that most people are going to be paying this. They're just like, are not going to blink an eye about dumping down that level of money, right. you know? It's, and it's that gotta have it now mentality. And they know that. Especially in the age of, of social media, you, you have to, you know, people that are buying those cars, they're buying them to flex. It's, it's a flex. Yeah. That's what it is. They want to show it off. So there's, yeah. But, but also in this age of social media, you can get on the website and, or get on the web and go, 
okay, I'll go to Arizona and buy one. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what, yeah, right. So, I'll go. I'll go to New Mexico. To that yeah, point, yeah. My my fiance and I are looking at getting a forerunner, and I have a. Well, I'll be, well think about that if you're looking for a daily driver out here, like call it a Subaru or something. Yeah. There's the Colorado cost. People, a lot of people don't want to pay that. They'll they'll go somewhere else. They'll drive it back. They'll ship it over. They'll ship it I've back. Save themselves one. lots of money that way. That just makes sense sometimes. I've got a friend that works at one of the biggest Toyota dealerships in Indiana. I can I can fly back, buy the car from him, and drive it back out here for cheaper than what the markups will be. Which is actually what I did myself <laughs> when I bought the Alfa yes, Romeo. I, that's I what we did. Uh, right. I flew, Terry and I flew out to Ohio, and uh, we picked up the car, and we we over two days we drove it back and saved a lot of money that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good drive. It was fun. Yeah. So I just do. so I just built mine. It's a hundred thirty eight thousand six hundred forty dollars. Is that fully spec'd out? Fully spec'd out on the crap I want, like so carbon ceramic. You're looking at 150 grand by the time you, by the time everything's said and done, by the time with markups right. and taxes and yes. Did you push by? Um, no, because um, I need your social security number to for your, <laughs> your identity. <laughs> right. Just so you know, you know. So just getting, you know, on that, it's just kind of like. I understand dealer dealer markups. I'm not a happy fan about them. I don't like the fact that, you know, 30K, 40K, you know, but then how many people get so irritated by this that change will happen? Because it's, you know, you know what I'm saying? It happens a lot. I don't think there'll be a lot of change. No. Uh, The internet will, will get upset. They'll put this dealer on blast and in two weeks, back to business. Yeah. Business. Business. Right, and I'm pretty sure Audi Marin just doesn't care. I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. I, I sold four RS Advance, so you know. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if dealers are only getting one or two alloc- right. uh, allocation to them, yeah. Um, and honestly, most people going to a, to an Audi dealer mm-hmm. are not buying an Ace, you know, an RS six font. They're buying like a Q five. You know, right. A3, A4, right. and A3, A4. That's that's mm-hmm. what they're doing. Yeah, of course. So I don't like it, but it's there. You know, I don't think I'll ever run into it. You know, and and yes, you know, like as Jordan pointed out, you know, for all you know, for what what Tesla is or their faults and what they love, they do have direct sales model. So there's no markups or anything like that. So you know that that's to be said. So I mean, is that the way forward? is you know going direct sales instead of dealer i don't know if that is the way forward and i don't think it would ever happen tesla's able to do it because tesla's you know themselves that that's who they are you know so you you're, you're looking at a dealership network that was created by the auto manufacturers anyway so that's it's always been done that way doesn't mean that change shouldn't happen but we'll 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 see We'll, so, we'll Jordan, how, how was your drive back from Ohio? Did you drive back from Ohio in your Miata? Tell us a little about that. Well, actually, tell us what tiny town in Ohio was. Where'd we go? We It was Ganley, Ganley Alpha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of the town. Well, let's look it up because I was yeah. so happy to get the hell out of Ohio. It was forget Bedford, I think. 
Yeah, I think it was Bedford. Ohio, Bedford. Ohio. You know what Ohio is? Ohio is the parts of of Pennsylvania that Pennsylvania didn't want. I think the most fun I had in Ohio that day was getting the ticket. Boom! <laughs> who, who, we had to explain what the hell Alfa Romeo was. How to spell it. How to spell it. He had no idea. It's like, Alfa Romeo, is that a car? It's like, holy Christ, yes. <laughs> we had, you know, that was great. Um, when we, um, when, when I was driving, um, we pulled off to, you know, the rest area and that guy followed us in. Yeah. I remember I was like, ah, uh, shit, you know, like, okay, this guy's here. He goes, dude, I just had to pull in and stop. Oh my God. That car sounds great. Oh, <laughs> that was wonderful. That, that was really cool. Cause you know, we, we had it in uh race mode whilst we were driving it. And so the exhaust was fully open and we just did it for, you know, a, a little bit and he just loved it. He, he just had to pull in the rest area and tell us he was just absolutely like, I had to stop and tell you it was great. Oh, so, so Jordan was, Oh, in Salem, Ohio, the Denver, you learned a manual transmission between Salem, Ohio. That's a great way to learn a manual. That's excellent. That's how my son learned when he got his uh, GTI, we picked it up in Virginia. He didn't know how to drive a manual before that. So on the way home from Virginia, a couple day drive, we uh, he picked it up. That's excellent, Jordan. Wait, yep. That's how that's how you do it. That's how you do it. That is great. That is good. I love that. There we go. I need to get that right where I need it right there. Okay, perfect. What else happened on the old group this week? I don't know. Not much else. A lot of spots, Ferraris. Um, yeah. But I just want to do a quick little, quick little thing because there's only the four of us and we can burn like eight minutes doing this. So, childhood. What was your favorite car that your parents owned when you were a kid? Mm. I have mine. Do it, do it, John. What was uh, it? So my parents used to own a Carmen Ghia in Germany. It was red. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it looked nice. So what was it about it? I mean, what you know, as as a kid, when you saw of all the cars mm -hmm. they had when you were a kid, what what was it about 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 the Carmen Ghia? I mean, at the time, it looked like you know a sports car, so I thought it looked really cool. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Nice, dude. I like that. Comic gears are fun. What do you got, Matt? Sorry, hang on. I was. No, it's fine. We'll just bug this dog out. He, I got Puppy bladder here behind me. So oh, puppy bladder. The door. So, what would be the fa your your favorite car that your parents owned when you were a kid? Oh, out of all dad, the cars. My dad's 66 Impala SS. Okay. Why? Why, why, why? Uh, because it was the only cool car that we owned. <laughs> that, was, that was the car that like got me into cars. Because I, I was... Okay. Let's see. I was probably seven or eight when he bought that car. Um, and he he built the engine up hmm. on it. And he 
He did all kinds of work too. And I was out there in the garage helping him all the time. I learned a lot with him on that car. Other than that, my parents have owned trucks and minivans. Okay, that's great. Does he still have it? Is it gone? Long gone? No, I was so mad when he sold it. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was. I was probably, you know, twelve, twelve or thirteen when he sold it, and so I was like old enough to like be ready to drive that when I turned sixteen. I was. Yeah. So, so yeah. 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 You had you you had that, as my father would would told me. Oh, you had a delusion that it would be yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. That's great. Yeah, had a board out 350. And yeah. Oh, so was it Stroker? A 383? Or, I don't um, remember exactly. I haven't talked to him about it in a while. Okay. I don't remember the exact specs on it. That's yeah. sweet. Nice. All right, Stevie Cakes. Oh, my dad had a 56 Ford F100 pickup. I mm. really liked it. It was blue. Uh, I don't know what happened to it. I guess he had he sold it at some point, but. It was just a cool truck, old old farm truck. Yeah. Nice. So like that you. would you just loved it? That was yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That's why so, I have a uh, a love of old trucks right now. I like old trucks. Right. Oh wow. Well, most people not listening have no clue. My father <laughs> that was very he had a collective collection of cars when I was a kid. Many, many interesting cars. Um, there are several cars that he owned that I loved and living in England was a really different thing because there was English cars that he owned that, that were fun, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, honestly, one of my personal favorites, he had a 924 Porsche turbo and it was the two tone, like, um, gray silver and that limey green. And it had the little scoop on the front, you know, like, you know, right there. And it was a manual. It was a dog leg. And uh, my father and dog legs were real fun because, you know, reverse was, you know, his first gear. So many effing times in that car. It would be like, you know, he thought he was in first and he wasn't. He hit the gas. He would go backwards. And I can't really say what he would say, but he would do. And I would just be sitting there, you know, laughing and he'd get mad at me. And. I'll point blank say this about my father. My father had at least two beers coming home and I would hold his beer. Okay. So I'm not going to lie. That's how it was. Okay. And you know, he'd go, give me the beer, give me the beer. And he'd look at it and like sip it and stuff. So here I'm holding the beer, laughing at him. He'd just look at me and he couldn't do anything because I had the beer. So if he even decided to kind of like hit me or push me, then the beer would spill. And he went, it was just the look, but he loved that car. I mean, he really loved a lot of cars and he really did. That car, he really loved. He took a lot of pride in that car. And it was fun being in that car. You know, and, you know, it was unique because not everybody had that car. Nobody had like a 924 Turbo. Most of these 924. And, you know, where I lived in England, you know, we, we were very, very poor for a very long time. And then, you know, it's just anyway, it's just that car was great. And he had that car for a while. My father burned through cars sometimes, and then he kept cars for a long time. He kept that one for probably four years, maybe, maybe three. And that's a pretty long time for my father in a car. And uh, he got super mad one day because somebody keyed it. And he was pissed. And he was super mad. But I loved that car. I loved it so much because of, of him loving it. 
you know, and that wasn't the car that he owned that got me into cars. The car that he owned that honestly, there it is. That's the car. That's it right there. There it is. I know that car. I see that car. And I remember my dad's car every single time, you know, and I thought about buying one and then I realized what the hell for. (laughs) <laughs> because my BMW is a lot faster than that. Yeah, yeah I was but, in nine two four in in my Miata when I bought it. Yeah, I mean it was it was wonderful. So you know, but the car that really got me into with my dad that well, I was into cars before that. I mean, my father and I watched watch Bullet, and my father loved the Dodge Charger. My father, in, in when he lived here in the states, he had a Lincoln Continental Mark V. Remember right, all those things. But in England, the car that really got me in to really, really, really interesting when he bought an MG, he bought an MG GTB, and it was great. And it was like an English sports car, and it was wonderful to drive. He also had like a TR6. He had a TR4 at one time. Anyway, but the Porsche. Oh, God, I love that car. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there there you go. Just burning a little bit of time there, kids. I, I think that, that timing is, was, was perfect. We're, we're yep. about right at an hour right now. Yep. So uh, I will. Dare, if you want to go through uh, the sponsor. Uh, yes. Yeah, so our sponsor it is right. actually it is Hail Medic. So so um, right now, Helmet uh, Hail Medic for uh, Colorado Cosmic Coffee members, they will waive uh, the deductible up to five hundred dollars plus provide an enterprise rental car. That's you know etc. If no rental car is needed, or the uh, consumer already has a rental car etc. You know through their insurance, Hail Medic will actually cover uh, seven hundred fifty dollars off the CC members deductible. And also, Helmet will provide valley pickup and drop off service. So, definitely, if you have any hail damage or anything like that, definitely reach out to to Hell Hell Helmet Medic. Sorry, I stutter. And that's that's how to. And their number is 720-609-2976, 720-609-2976. And it is hailmedic.com on the website. And then we'll gladly give them a call, and they will help you out. Very cool. Excellent. Thanks, Thanks, Terry. You're welcome. So um, if there's nothing else you guys have, um, I want to thank all you people out there for listening to our podcast. We love your feedback. Um, Tell us what you like and what you think could be improved. Um, Stay in touch with the local car scene, as always, by following our podcast, visiting our website, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. By searching Colorado Cars and Coffee. Well, it's nice. time for yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, John. I'm actually going to cut you off. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Just, just a shout. So we were talking about cars that we all, you know, parents had. So Jordan, a 2003 PT Cruiser is what her parents oh. had. It had a, a, a deep red tan leather interior. Oh wow, it was mint and deep red tan leather. That's actually interesting. So, all right. Well, we'll forgive you, Jordan, for liking the PT Cruiser, but that's okay. Allie's got the first-gen Eclipse. Was it at least a turbo? (laughs) I don't know. Was it a convertible? Oh, my God. Please say it was. Because that thing is ugly. Please say it was. And Allie had the uh, the first-gen Eclipse. I totally agree with that, too. Nice. Uh, We were considering getting a PT Cruiser back in that time frame, 2002, 2003. We we didn't. Good. 
Really? Yeah, we were like kind of excited. Like, this looks cool. I'm gonna reevaluate our friendship. <sighs> well, I got a, uh, a look at it in the back Grand Caravan minivan anyway. In, instead, yeah, no, okay, all right. <laughs> I'm definitely reevaluating our friendship now. No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, sorry, John. I just want to throw that out there before we dropped out the podcast. Oh, okay. We're good then. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for us to grab our coffee and hit the road. That's it for us here at Colorado Cars and Coffee. See you down the road, everyone. All right, everybody. We'll see you later. Thanks for Appreciate it. Have a good night.